The Human Podcast features weekly service audio from the Unitarian Universalist Metro Atlanta North Congregation of Roswell, Georgia. Please visit us at human.org. Good morning, human. I'm Sasha Gramiel, a human member. On behalf of Reverend Dave Dunn, Director of Religious Exploration, Lexi Taney Brown, Music Director, Alex Peach, my fellow worship associates, and the dedicated technical team that is making today's live stream possible, I welcome you to Unitarian Universalist Metro Atlanta North Congregation, which we lovingly call human. We are a liberal faith community with the mission to nurture our spirit, strive for justice, and transform the world. No matter who you are, who you love, or where you are in your spiritual journey, you are welcome here. Well, if you're visiting us for the first time, please feel free to scan the QR code on the back of your printed order of worship or the code located near the greeters table. There will be no children's or, second, or adults' second hour offerings this morning as we will be having a potluck after the service. All are invited to attend and our congregational meeting will follow the potluck at noon in the sanctuary. Due to the Thanksgiving holiday, there will be no children's RE next weekend as well. All ages are welcome in service. In addition to the fidget table in the sanctuary, there will be a basket of fidget toys in Fellowship Hall, and where we'll be showing the live stream service on a TV. The schedule for the next several weeks for children's RE is in the printed order of worship. On December 3rd, there will be a holiday party during second hours, and the holiday pageant will occur on December 23rd at 4 p.m. Good morning. I hope you're hungry. There's a lot of bread up here. This morning's call to worship is by Carol Bindell. We pause to give thanks for the voyage of life from seed to harvest, the kiss of rain and sun and growth, the gifts of the earth given to the hands of strangers, friends, and family whose efforts now bring such bounty to this table. Thanks for the soft animal body that carries each life here present, so sturdy and so fragile. Thanks and praise for fellowship and for the lives of those whose essence lingers among us. 
Thanks for the complex ways we each continue to seek and find our place unique like everyone else. Lead us to the gift of regular silence until it silence us, silences us. Bring us to choose gratitude until we are truly grateful. Fill us with praise until we ourselves become a constant act of praise. children of any age who would like to be a part of our story time, they could come forward. Of any age, if you want to sit in the chair, you can sit in the chair. If you sit in the floor, you can sit in the floor. And I will use this microphone during this time. So today is our annual bread communion service. So people brought bread that's significant for them or important to them, and they're sharing it with the community. So I thought it would be a good idea to find out like where bread comes from, but I already know the answer to that. Everyone knows bread comes from the store, right? Kroger, Publix, all these, Target, whatever. Yeah, bread comes from a store. Is that right? No? No? Where do we get bread from? What is it, does it grow? What is it, does it grow? Wait, bread, bread tree? Is there, oh, so that's what it is? Like apples, bread grows on a tree. When it grows and you just pick loaves off the tree? No? Wait, it grows maybe from the ground, like corn, like a, like a bread stalk, and then you peel the leaves off and there's a loaf of bread? No? Where does bread come from? Wheat. Wheat. <laughs> Yeast. Yeast. Wow. Very good. Yes, bread comes from wheat, which is a tall grass, basically. It's a tall grass. You can make bread out of other kinds of tall grasses. There's like rye, but it's like, but it's like wheat. And uh, yes, yeast is added. Well, what you do is you get, the, you get the wheat and you grind it up. You add some water to it. Then add some yeast to it because yeast makes it rise, get puffy. If you don't put yeast in it, it just stays flat. And you mix that all up, the, the crushed wheat, the yeast, and the water. And what does that make? Anybody know? 
before it becomes bread? Dough. Dough, yes, dough. Somehow, this dough is transformed into bread by doing what to it? Reese, do you know what you do? How do you make bread from, from um, dough? Do you know what you do? You put it into an, a what? Oven. An oven, yes. Or you cook it in some way. You know, before there were ovens, people cooked them in fires and, and they built their own ovens. Yes, in an oven. So, bread doesn't grow on a tree, doesn't come from the store, doesn't come on a bread stock. It, it's grown from grass, wheat, yeast, uh, water. What else? Am I forgetting anything else? You can add other things to it. Salt, salt usually in there. <clears throat> um, so, but it, where does the wheat, where does the wheat grow? In the in the where? Ground. In the ground, correct. Well, in the ground, the ground is made up of so we call it soil, and in the ground is basically it's basically ground up rocks, mostly clay. Sand, which is ground up rocks, okay, and silt, and you know what? Plants and animals. What happens when they die? They decompose into the ground. Decomposed plants and animals, when they are fully decomposed, it's called humus. Humus. What does that word sound like? Humus. Anybody know? Ever. Humans, yes. Because we kind of are humus. We are from the ground, from the soil. So next time you're out playing in the dirt, right, Aria, you still play in the dirt? No. no. Next time you're out playing, I still play in the dirt. Next time you're out playing in the dirt, you can grab a handful of dirt, of earth, and everything is in there. Clay, silt, the yeast, the microorganisms and fungi are in there. They're all in there. The humus, that's where we come from. In a way, that's where we return. It's the circle of life in the palm of your hand. Thank you for coming forward today and participating in our story. <laughs> Those who have brought bread this morning, um, come up here, come over here by the table. And uh, if you are so moved, please feel free to introduce yourself and tell us what you brought and why it might be significant to you. Um, also, it would be helpful if you could list any allergens that might possibly be in the bread uh, or whether or not it's gluten-free just so we can maybe label, label it. 
Uh, and if you could take your bread and come up to this microphone, it would be great. Hi, I'm Lori, and this is Mark Wheeler. And this is cranberry orange bread that we have only for the holidays. And I loved to make this bread for Mark's dad, my father-in-law, Tom, because he had such a zest for life, and he made every day an adventure. And um, this is our first Thanksgiving without him, so we're making this in his honor. It's loaded with gluten. <laughs> no nuts. I'm Mike Chambers. Full disclosure, I did not bake this bread. Panera baked this bread, but I have baked bread before. And when I bake bread, I think of my mom, who was a great cook, and uh, she always cooked my favorite things when I would come home from school. And now I have to make bread for my father-in-law and for my niece. So I guess my mom taught me that you can show people that you care about them by cooking for them. Hello, I'm Sharon Lewis, and every fall when my kids were growing up, I would make pumpkin bread, which is um, has no nuts, but it, it's got butter, dairy, flour, spices. Um, but this was kind of like fall is our favorite time of year. Uh, Samhain is a holiday that I love to celebrate, and this is kind of like one giant soul cake, um, and it does have some redeeming nutritional value because pumpkin, so. <laughs> I'm Michelle Liebergesell, and I brought biscuits. Um, I grew up on a dairy farm um, on a dirt road, um, Newberry Road, and across the road lived my paternal grandparents. And my, t um, my grandmother grew up on a farm serving three brothers, a family with three brothers, and learned to make biscuits. And she only used three ingredients, and it was self-rising flour, lard, when we were younger, if we killed a pig or hog, and um, buttermilk. And no one has ever learned to make biscuits. I mean, it was all technique. Um, so these biscuits are from, they're red lobster uh, <laughs> in a box, so full of cheddar cheese and butter and fat. <laughs> Hi, I'm Linda Satirian, my husband Bill over there. Um, Bill's family is Greek, and my family is Scottish. So I made um, his grandmother's curambieris, which is a Greek butter cookie. Uh, they're delicious, it does have nuts in it. And I also made my grandmother's Scottish shortbread, which does not have nuts in it, but lots of gluten and all kinds of bad things, you know, <laughs> butter, you know. So. Thank you. Hi, I'm Kennedy, and usually I bring the cornbread that I baked with my mom, but this year, and I'm gonna cry because I always do. Don't worry, anyone who's new, it's nothing big. Um, I am bringing what I baked with my daughter. And so Davis and I baked these pumpkin muffins. It's a tradition for the two of us to at least once a year put on our matching aprons and get into the kitchen and fill the kitchen with as much flour as possible because it's not baking if you don't come out completely covered in flour. Um, and it's been a joy since she was really little, we've been baking together. And each year there's more that she is able to take on. She has more responsibility. She's now able to do all of the measuring and knowing all the fractions. And so it's just wonderful, this opportunity to share this time together in the kitchen. 
Um, and I believe that not only do we bake for people to show them that we care, but we bake with people to show them that we care. So this is it. It has no gluten, no dairy, uh, no nuts, but it does have egg in it. Hi, I'm Ellen Carter. And um, this particular bread I made, uh, cranberry apple. Um, it's not significant, but what is is that um, my mom and I spent a lot of time together baking. I was the only of her five children that would stay in the kitchen long enough to learn. Uh, so I feel blessed that I really learned a lot of tricks from my mom. And um, I wanted to bake today just because uh, this church family has been just so giving to me since I've come. So thank you. Hi, I'm Paul Teal, and this is my daughter, Sid Teal. And uh, Sid has baked some bao buns. The ingredients are here uh, on this one. And then on this one here, uh, they also have chocolate filling in them. So that's... Um, um, Sid and I cook really differently from each other. I don't have patience for baking because it's like cooking for nerds. It's like science. You measure everything. And for me, cooking is more like jazz. You know, you just kind of put things in there and fry it. And, um, you know, we're real different. And Sid has come back to live with me. And our personalities are really different, too. I'm really gregarious and emotional, and she's very reserved. And, um... She's come back to live with me, and she is, since she's moved back in, she's become one of my greatest friends I've ever had. So. Now I'm hungry. Um, <laughs> I'm Sarah Hunter. I'm a new um, member. Um, this is pumpkin bread, and um, I'll be honest with you, it's from a mix from Trader Joe's. Uh, it's, it, it probably has everything but meat in it, except eggs. Um, so, sorry. <laughs> it's significant to me because um, this is the first loaf I've baked in my new home uh, in fashionable Buford, and um, it's also the first bread communion I've ever done. I've been a UU for a while, but um, wonderful. Thank you for this new tradition. And I'm David Krober. Um, I have five children, all who are, are grown adults now, but interestingly, three of them have ended up working as either bakers or something in the baking uh, arena. So my daughter was a kitchen manager at a coffee shop down in Statesboro and dabbled in cooking all sorts of things, but mostly different types of bread. Um, my second oldest son is uh, a high-end cookie decorator. So if you ever get these really fancy cookies at a party, some of the, he does those, he makes those. But the loaf that I brought today is from my youngest son who um, is working both uh, in the kitchen at one restaurant but has begun working at Fellows where he is in charge of making the sourdough bread uh, each day. So I have brought a loaf of sourdough bread that was made by my son. So, thanks. I'm Rocky Rydell, and well, I can top that. I have sourdough bread from Aldi. <laughs> it, it's called the everything uh, sourdough bread. They it just maybe you guys want to taste it so you'll know if you ever want to buy it when you go there. But they have uh, some that has 
is plain sourdough. And then this one has uh, everything in it, which I, I think means poppy seeds. Like there's some seeds in it and some garlic in it. And the, the man at the cash register said, oh, you have to get get these, you know, everybody wants this one. So, <laughs> so grab it while it's here. <laughs> So I'm Carla Vizzari again. So um, some of you know I'm from Brazil. And in Brazil, we have this uh, cheese bites, which is really, we call it pão de queijo. So the literal translation is cheese bread. Um, the, like many breads, the story behind this is uh, native people without wheat that ended up creating bread out of uh, cassava flour because it was accessible. And then as it became a little more sophisticated, cheese was inserted in it. This, you cannot go to Brazil and escape eating this. Um, it is in every coffee shop. And it's always a tradition when you have a little coffee, you have a little cheese bread roll. And they look like this. And I've made them from scratch before, not these ones. These ones now are so popular that you can find them at Publix. <laughs> and they are gluten-free, but yeah, don't trust anything else. Gluten-free only, okay? So my name's Betty Brown, and we had lots of bread in our family, but never enough sweets. So there were five children and parents, so there were seven of us. And, um, and I, as a young girl, I felt like um, I never got enough sweets. So I had a favorite aunt, and she made something called Congo squares. And these are like Congo nuggets here. But at my 12th birthday, she said, well, what would you like for your birthday? And I said, I want a pan of Congo squares just for me. <laughs> and so she made them. And I distributed the, them very carefully within my family, depending especially upon the behavior of my younger brother towards me. <laughs> so I thought I would bring these today. They have everything. In fact, chocolate chips that probably you can smell already. So it has everything in it. So I just wanted to share some sweetness to a very sweet congregation. Mm -hmm. Thank you all so much for bringing this bread. I didn't know what to expect, if it'd be just like one loaf or if I was going to need to go out and buy some things. So it's just wonderful. It's wonderful. A Blessing of Bread by the Reverend Michael Tino. <clears throat> Seeds scattered on fertile ground are warmed by the sun and fed by the soil. They sprout and grow, producing great fields of grain. The grain is harvested and ground into flour. Flour is mixed with yeast and water and salt and kneaded, allowed to rise and baked to make bread. Bread is broken in the sacred space of this worship service and, and shared in this community of love. The breaking of bread is an ancient ritual of community and memory celebrated in many different traditions and in many different ways. Today, as we approach the American celebration of Thanksgiving, we break bread together to celebrate the abundance of the harvest, the hard work of all who made our lives possible and the community that gathers here to worship together. 
And we bless this bread as a community, a community engaged in shared ministry within our walls and beyond. May this bread embody the loving memories through which these were made and by the loving hands of the members of this congregation. And may these loving memories nurture our body, our mind, and spirit into the future. And now let us extinguish this flame. We extinguish this flame, but not the light of truth, the warmth of community, or the fire of commitment. These we carry in our hearts until we are together again. Okay, so we ran a little late, but you did get food. You did get food. Next time, you'll probably want to know, I'm going to sit closer to the table so you don't have to wait so long. But next year, we'll have two tables. Thank you again for everyone who brought bread. It was really wonderful. Wonderful experience for all of us. <clears throat> Today's benediction is by John Fire, lame deer, a Lakota holy man. He says, there's more to food than just having it pass through your body. There are spirits in the food watching over it. If you're stingy, the spirit will go away thinking, that jerk is so tight, I'll leave. But if you share your food with others, a good spirit will always stay around. So go in peace, enjoy your week, and please take your napkin with you into Fellowship Hall for our potluck. Thank Unitarian Universalist Metro Atlanta North Congregation of Roswell, Georgia, thanks you for listening to the Human Podcast. Background music, courtesy of Tim Moore from Pixabay.